Welcome to A Dab of Investment, the go-to podcast on wealth management for people with investments, pensions, and something to leave behind for the next generation by Alex and David Pritchard, powered by Appward Independent. Welcome back to A Dab of Investment. You're here with Alex Pritchard, and today we're going to talk about generational retirement planning. So we're going to break these generations down into Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, and Baby Boomers. Now, I didn't know the exact cutoffs of this until I did the research for the podcast, but we're going to call Gen Z 13 to 26, Millennials 27 to 42, Gen X 43 to 58, and Baby Boomers 59 to 77. That's in age sort of range. And they're pretty pretty good age ranges for this sort of conversational topic that we're going to undertake here. So first, we're going to tackle the Gen Z, which is ages 13 to 26. And really, there's, there's two halves to this. The first half of that planning, probably pre-20, if anything's going to happen, it's going to be from the parents, it's going to be from the grandparents. It's not uncommon to find grandparents put money away for kids and grandkids. And that can come in the form of just adding some money to a little stakeholder scheme for, for the little ones. At times, that might be into a junior ISA, which they then build up, or a child trust fund that they build up and then put into a pension when they start working. But nothing's going to happen properly until you reach the working age, whenever you start work of 18, 20 or so on. So that sort of 18 through to 26, the best advice that you can take is you're working you're doing enough hours to be eligible to a pension, ask your employer what their pension is. You know, if you if you work enough hours, they have to provide you one. So do they contribute? Do you contribute? Do they match your contributions? I think that's the, the, the key one really of if it's a five and five contributory scheme, the employer puts 5% of your salary in, which is free money, essentially. They're putting that in over and above what you earn. And you put 5% of your money in, a decent amount of your money goes away proportional to your earnings because you get your your NIs, your tax back on it. It's great. Some employers even roll in their employer NIs that they save. Then the question comes up of matching. So these are the sort of really basic forms of starting pension planning. The question goes to your employer of, do you match my pension contributions up to anything? You know, if you put 10% of your salary in, the employer puts 10% in. If you put 20%, the employer puts 20%. Yes, it makes your life more difficult to live, but we all cut a cloth accordingly. Someone that earns 20,000 lives a 20,000 lifestyle. Someone that earns 100,000 earns 100,000 lifestyle and so on. So if the employer does match any contributions you put in, it's free money. It's a very, very strong consideration. And as you're starting your pension planning, now is not the time for a financial advisor. Now is the time to start building your money in there. Ask your employer if they offer salary sacrifice. Now, I don't think an employer can refuse if you ask for your pension to go through via salary sacrifice. Basically, salary sacrifice is if you earn 30 grand and you put three grand away a year in your pension, your employer alters your salary. So you don't earn 30 anymore, you earn 27 and they pay that 3,000 for you as an employer contribution. That's sacrificing your salary. Now, it does affect things like applying for a mortgage because you don't earn 30, you earn 27. But what you gain is you gain through various efficiencies of saving NIs and employer NIs as well, which can boost your pension provision up nicely and for nothing. 
And while you're at this age, and everyone's got to test for their own risk, and there, there's no recommendations here from us, but in your early 20s, you ain't even going to see this thing for 30, 40 years. So don't be afraid of risk. Again, this is not a recommendation, but if you've built up a thousand pounds in the last year and there's a recession and a typical recession, you lose a third of your money, you haven't harmed your retirement whatsoever. But taking the extra risk, normally the risk is rewarding. If you can talk to an expert about guiding you on what funds to go into, even better. But other than that, you just need to get the basics done and you need to do the first step of retirement planning, which is just starting to pay into the pension. It's amazing how quickly a 25 grand salary, a five and five pension scheme, it's amazing how quickly you get to a thousand to 10,000 and more, at which point then the advice for millennials, 27 to 42 in age, don't forget, is that you've started your pension scheme, hopefully. You're already putting money into there. And this is the point now where you're sorting your life out. You're probably at the points of having kids, getting married. You've got a lot of things to think about. And pension provision is one of those things you just need to do throughout the, the sort of years and the decades of your work. And if you haven't asked those basic questions already, employer matching contributions, making sure that you get, that you pay via salary sacrifice. And if you're earning enough, you might even make personal contributions to a personal pension as well on top, which is never a bad thing because that extra 50 or 100 pound a month you put away, you're probably not going to miss it. It might be an extra meal you don't go out for, but a hundred pound now in three decades is, is bloody thousands. So it does make a difference. So again, from the 27 to 42, you're continuing to build up your fund. And some of you out there will get to the point of requiring a financial advisor and generally having built up a fund of 50 or more that isn't your current scheme, i.e. if you've got some old pensions lying around that are worth more than 50 grand, you'll probably find a financial advisor that can help you with them. But it is then, these are your, some of your best earning years if you can convert some of your bonuses into pension contributions, if you can make decent pension contributions, if you can make some half decent personal contributions, then amazing. One thing I'm not going to go into here is if you run your own company, because there's loads more efficiencies of having your own business, limited company, converting all your corporation tax into pension contributions. That's for another time. And obviously your level of success is usually greater than what we're talking about here. Millennials, 27 to 42, Having established the pension, it is then building that pension and making sure that in your best earnings years or coming into them, you are converting the right amount into pensions and it is doing its thing for you. Next is Gen X, ages 43 to 58. At this point, you should be well underway. You should have five, if not six figures into your pension. And it sounds like a lot to have a hundred grand in your pension, but it's really not if you've been saving properly for decades. This is the point where you could do with a financial advisor. This is the point where if you've had your best earning years behind you and now you're pushing on to bigger, this is where you make bigger contributions. This is the point where you're getting close to paying your mortgage off. And instead of having a thousand quid in mortgage going out, you're putting that towards your pension. This is where your financial advisor guides you to the efficiencies of what you do now and what it means for you when you reach whatever retirement age you want it to be, whether it be 60, 65, 70 or whatever. And then this is where you consolidate your old pensions from the several jobs that you've had. This is where you engage a financial advisor, if not already. 
This is where, again, you make those big personal contributions where you use some of your savings. You're not going to wave goodbye to your money for 30 years anymore if you're in your mid-50s. You put money into a pension, and if you're a high-rate taxpayer, let's say you put 10 grand into a pension, that 10, as soon as it arrives in the pension from a personal contribution, it becomes 12 and a half the moment it arrives. And if you're a high-rate taxpayer, if you're earning, let's call it 70K this year, that 10,000 contribution not only grosses up to 12 and a half, also in your tax return, you get another two and a half grand back from the government because you're a higher rate taxpayer. So you put 10 in a pension, you get two and a half free, you get two and a half back, 12 and a half grand in a pension contribution costs you seven and a half. Now you can take a quarter of the bloody thing out for free, no tax whatsoever in a small amount of years anyway. So, you know, these are the real sort of years where you'll do the majority of your work in terms of contributions and you're going to add to the hard work you've done just one little step at a time from all those early years, 13 to 26, 27 to 42, and then in the, the years where you'll grind hard to get this pension rocking for you, 43 to 58. Baby boomers, 59 to 77. This is far less about saving and far more about relying on your assets now. Your best earning years are definitely behind you in most cases. What you're putting away towards your pension is going to swap to what you're taking out. And you have the decision of converting and talking to your financial advisor, who you should have engaged already, about your consolidated pension starting to pay a drawdown income out, which will leave you with very good death benefits. Or you talk about buying an annuity where you guarantee yourself an income for the rest of your life, but maybe you can get 6,000 a year annuity on a 100K pension if you don't want it with any bells and whistles on, but you know, you're not going to leave your wife and kids anything if you die in year one or year two and you've had six or 12 grand out and you've got no guarantees on there or no spouse's benefit where the, the drawdown is the opposite. You just take your units out as your pension continues to grow. And then when you die, it leaves the lump sum left for your beneficiaries. So yeah, I think I've gone through these, these four sort of generations and sort of laid out the, the the key sort of things that you need to look at at this point. Like I said, at certain times, particularly when you've got old pensions that amount to more than say 50 grand, you can get a financial advisor that can help. And the help that they provide is the investment strategy. Now we ain't going to make your pension bigger through putting money in it for you. That's just not what we do. You've got to put the money into it but you need it to work hard for you. And again, we've gone over it so many times how paramount performance is. That's where a good independent financial advisor such as us will do that for you. So I hope this episode on generational retirement planning has been helpful. If you want to know more, then give us a call in the office or send us an email or visit our uh, website. And thank you for tuning in to a dab of investment again. It's uh, Alex Pritchard here. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Adab of Investment. Please remember to subscribe and review and visit applewoodindependent.co.uk for the latest on wealth management and financial advice. See you next time.